Welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. I'm doing great. We're very excited to have you here. This is Confessions from a Dental Lab, the show where we take you beneath the surface, so you can learn things and hear things right from the source. My name is KJ Eichstead, brand manager at New Art Dental, and we love hosting dentists, dental technicians, ceramists, basically anyone with an interesting story in the dental industry. And we're very excited to have Dr. Megan Fru with us today. So Dr. Fru, where are you calling from? So I'm based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Amazing. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely a city I've driven through, and, and I remember the big bridge. Uh, first question could you introduce yourself? Like, who is Dr. Fru, who you are, and what you do? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so my name's Dr. Megan Fru. Um, like I said, I'm based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm originally from Louisville. My husband's from Cleveland. Cincinnati was kind of where we met and where we landed. Um, and I, my practice is mostly focused on cosmetic dentistry. So um, you know, I grew up wanting to be an artist as a kid. So being able to tap into the artistic side of dentistry um, was a really good fit for me. And um, I love what I do. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how long have you been practicing dentistry? And could you tell us a little bit more about your dental journey? I know you mentioned you wanted to be an artist growing up. Like when along the lines did that, uh, that passion kind of uncover for dentistry? So I've been practicing for about five years, so still relatively new in the workforce. Um, but I, I don't know, as I was kind of growing up, I, I was always interested in science. Um, I grew up around medicine. My dad's a surgeon. Um, so I was interested in medicine. And then when dentistry was kind of introduced as an idea to me, I saw it as a a blend between art and science where I could really, you know, use my intelligence, but also tap into my artistic side. So it was just a good fit for me. Um, getting into the practice I'm in now has been a bit of a journey, you know, out of school, I had a couple jobs that were a little rough, but it was a good learning experience. And, um, yeah, I'm just now getting to do the types of cases that are really exciting and really challenging. Um, you know, I'm working towards my accreditation through the AACD. Um, I'm one course away from being a COIS Center graduate, if anybody is familiar That's with the exciting. COIS Center. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time coming, and I feel like I'm kind of just getting started with uh, this stuff that's really exciting. And um the nice thing about dentistry is there's there's not a, a huge ceiling on what you're capable of doing if you want to kind of pursue a higher level of of practice, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that, that actually leads to my next question. I know you mentioned you're a cosmetic dentist or, yeah. you know, you kind of specialize in that, but you're also an aesthetic injector. And so... My next question, you can take this any direction you'd like. What's one X factor that separates you from other dentists? You know, I think it's 
my passion for at the at the basis of everything it's my passion for learning about dentistry and just trying to be the best possible dentist that I can be um I spend a lot of time on continuing education um you know both at the office and in my free time and um there's a Maya Angela quote that uh, Dr. Kois quotes quite often. I, I really love it. It's, it's do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better. Wow. And that's something that I always have in the back of my head is just trying to be the best that I can be for my patients and applying what I'm learning. Um, it, it's easy to get stagnant with what you're doing, right? Um, and the requirements for education to maintain your license, in my opinion, just aren't enough. Um, so I think just my, my passion for learning, my passion for growing and trying to be um, not only better as a dentist, but just better as a person, you know, going through life. My passion for that kind of blended with um, some of the artistry that I think comes yeah. naturally to me, um, I think makes me unique. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, you made me think of something. It's like you mentioned the journey and how there were some, you know, tougher experiences, but you really love what you do now. You're kind of <laughs> coming into your own. You're excited. And I think that's so relatable, yeah. whether it's this industry or that industry or any industry. Right. And so like considering the dental journey, uh, we oftentimes will host dental students at our lab because, yeah. you know, it's a good learning experience and stuff like that. But so we've become very familiar with just the whole journey. And, and it is a long one. It is not easy. And, and I guess, like, I think there might be a temptation to once you become that dentist, like to almost like get complacent, like you said, because a dentist complacent is almost like it's a very rewarding career and it's a very good, uh, mm -hmm. you know, work life balance. Uh, certainly every case is different, but like, what would you say to the, the, the people kind of reaching that moment in their dental journey where like school's behind them, you know, they're finally getting to yeah. a solid uh, status of employment, but like, what would you say to them in terms of something to like, Hey, don't, don't get comfortable now. There's still so much out there. Like, wh what would you say to them? You know, I think everybody's different with what their goals are as far as their career in dental. I, I know that the path that I'm on, um, you know, really trying to tackle complex cases, rehab cases, um, you know, fully cosmetic stuff that's really challenging is not for everybody. And that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would say the most important thing, though, is just understanding what's out there and knowing what your limits are. Because if, if you're comfortable being a drill and fill dentist, there's no judgment there. That's great. We need, we need those people, but also understand what you don't know. Um, because I think sometimes passing patients, your patients on to somebody who can do something that you're not capable of doing is really important too. Um, you know, I work really closely with a lot of different specialists, a lot of amazing lab technicians, um, you know, people that can do things that is beyond my level of expertise. And I think having um, humility in 
knowing what your limits are, especially when you're young and first starting off is really important. Um, you know, even just learning what it is that you don't know is still a journey. Um, there, that still takes a lot of, of time learning that you should be doing in your first years out of school. Um, I think when you think that you know everything is, is where, you're, where you get yourself in trouble. Amen. Wise words. Wise words. You know, this is a very interesting uh, kind of topic that you made me think of. And I think it's fascinating to hear your perspective on this because you are, you know, young, but not super young. And, and you know, you've been in it for what, like five-ish years <laughs> now. So, so it's like, you know, you haven't been around like forever, but, you know, you've had some experience on your belt. And it's one thing that I'm learning too, the, the longer I'm in business is like, how have you, as someone who's, I would say, still probably like a young professional, how have you kind of built your own referral network or like specialist network? Because a lot of dentists on, that come on the show, they say, hey, this is a very lonely profession. So they love CE events, you know, because they can talk to people. They love coming on the show because they can hear other perspectives. But like, I think every wise person, like you mentioned, knows what they're great at, knows their strengths, and then knows what their weaknesses are, and then surrounds himself with people who can, um, you know, uh, circumvent those weaknesses. So I guess like, how have you approached that early on in your career? And, and maybe um, some of the dentists listening could could take take a thing or two from it. Gosh, I mean, I feel like I, that's still something I'm working on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, early in my career, I agree. It can be a very lonely profession, especially if you feel like, um, you know, maybe your goals for your career or what your standards are for, um, your quality of work maybe don't align with the people that you're working with. That can be really isolating. Um, if you're a solo practitioner, that can be really isolating. Um, so I, I get it. I mean, I, as far as my referral source, um, refer, referral sources, that's something I'm still working on. I'm fairly new to the practice that I'm in, um, and new to the area as well. So gosh, I mean, that's something I'm still working on. I do really try to get involved with, um, different study groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I've met lots of people at the courses that I've been to, and I've found that the the more intensive CE courses, you definitely do get a lot out of them. Um, unfortunately, you know, the expense comes with that, but every yeah. course that I've taken um, so far has, you know, exceeded expectations for me. And I've met a lot of really amazing people through it, a lot of people that are really passionate about what they're doing and um, are doing the type of cases and the type of work that I would like to regularly be doing as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot to invest in, especially early on in your career. Um, but I've had no regrets about any of the time or the money that I've spent um, in bettering myself. Cause I know that it's going to pay off in the long run. Um, but it's a journey for sure. And it's, um, you know, I think I'll be a lifelong student. I think it's early. It's easy to early on think, you know, I'm going to check off a couple of these courses and then I'll be good. And mm -hmm. that's just not how it works. I think the more, you know, the more you realize that you don't know. <laughs> I mean, so, so wise. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
I mean, yeah, it really makes a lot of sense. And kind of reflecting on your answer, I think the theme I see and I hear is you almost have to develop an ecosystem because there's not any one way to like get great education, get, you know, great hands-on learning of new techniques. It's like you really have to kind of cast a few lines out there. Like maybe you're going to find that home run study club. Like maybe you're going to really find meet some people at CE events that, you know, end up uh, playing a pivotal role in mentorship throughout, you know, years or something like that. Um, Maybe it's something like a podcast like this, that it's kind of like, I think surveying the various things I've heard in conversation, it really is. You almost have to like develop that ecosystem of just support um, playing sure. your strengths and and knowing yourself. I think you've really demonstrated that throughout the pod is you really seem to be uh, self-aware. And oh, I think that that's like a, uh, a strength that is just good for, for anyone in any field. So this might lead into that, my next question or, or might not, but uh-huh. what's one thing your patients have taught you over the years? Well, I think that <laughs> a lot of times um, patients will humble you. <laughs> yes. You'll think that an appointment went great and you just like crushed it. And then all of a sudden you get a review or something that gives a very different perspective from what you <laughs> were experiencing. Um, I learned that lesson very, very early on. Um I think I've become a lot more compassionate and patient um, when it comes to dealing with my patients, whether it's someone who's super scared or someone who's just really high maintenance. Um, You just really have to go into any appointment thinking, you know, this could be the worst day of somebody's life and I have to do something that you know, maybe makes them uncomfortable and just try to keep them as calm as I can. And, um, yeah, I think you just have to develop a muscle where you have a lot of patience. Um, and that's something that, you know, I feel like you still have to work on every single day, but, um, I feel like that's made me a better person because I'm probably more compassionate with my patients than I maybe even am in my daily life with friends and family. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so interesting you say that because I'm thinking about my first job was a cashier and like a bagger at a grocery store and it was customer service. Right. And so, you know, it wasn't, there were days when, you know, it was definitely not fun uh, for various reasons, but the, everyone says like everyone should work in customer service at least once to kind of like, gain an understanding and uh yeah I, I can definitely see a parallel there because a lot of what you do it's not only a high level specialization like specialized skill it's also you know being a people person a little bit um yeah yeah and the, that's interesting the oh yeah go ahead specialty within dentistry is definitely not where i started um you know like i said i joined my practice only six months ago And I've worked at every type of dental office you can imagine. And and I feel like that was good for me to kind of appreciate the practice that I'm in now. Um, Because you learn a lot from seeing a lot of different people, um, you know, across the board. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, how about this one? How important is it to work with a good dental lab and why is that so important for dentists? Oh, a good dental lab is huge. I mean, that a good dental lab can make or break you um, on kind of every level as far as your reputation in the community, the quality of work, um, how happy your patients end up being. Um, the lab is arguably the most important relationship that you're going to have. Um, and I've worked at offices before where I was limited with labs that I was allowed to use because of the cost associated with, you know, the services that a lab provides. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you get what you pay for. And if I'm putting my name behind a lab technician's work, it needs to be somebody that I trust and somebody whose work I can stand behind. Um, so yeah, the lab, the lab technician is huge. Um, and also a good lab tech can kind of collaborate with you on cases, you know, um, the lab tech that, or techs, I should say that we work with, um, we have a very collaborative approach with cases and I'll send him photos you know, way ahead of even prepping a case and say, you know, what do you think about this? What, what, you know, are, are our goals as far as color and shape and, um, yeah, the lab technician is, is a huge part of, um, what we do as dentists. Amen. Amen. Um, so I have a couple bonus questions. First one is what do uh -huh. you think the future of dentistry looks like 10 years from now? I think we're going to get a lot more digital for sure. Um, yep. You know, it, it's difficult because we're constantly trying to keep up with an industry that is evolving. Um, but I think the digital component of things is going to help streamline things for patients. It's going to help um, shorten appointments, but also make appointments more comfortable Um and kind of staying on the cutting edge of that technology, I think is going to be super important for younger dentists, people my age. Um, it, it's definitely something that requires a lot of work on our end. Um, our office, for example, we just got um, a software called Exocad, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Yep, um, Exocad. Have not yet gotten the training on that, but it is in the works and hopefully something that we're going to be implementing for patients. Yeah, that's a, that's good feedback. Um, last question. Yeah. Do you have any goals for the future? I do. Um, like I said, I'm one course away from being a Coy Center graduate. So that is on the docket for sure. Um, my, the person I work with my boss is an AACD fellow so he's accredited and then went on to fellowship after that. Um, that is something that is a career goal for me um, for sure. But first accreditation needs to happen. So that's what I'm working on now. Um, it's something that would be a huge career achievement. Um, it's a very difficult process if you're familiar at all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the main things on my brain right now as far as career goals. It's so interesting because you have such tangible goals and like 
instead of saying like, yeah. Hey, I want to, you know, open this like dream practice on a mount. You're like, Hey, I want to get this certification because it's, you know, it's tough, but it's going to yeah. make me a better. And it's just so, so cool to hear that. Um, Cause you get all sorts of different answers. And uh, that's one thing yeah. I noticed about you is just so practical. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, sharing um, more about yourself today. I know a lot of people are going to find it interesting. Any final thoughts, Dr. Fru? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think, um, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing with the lab and the podcast that you guys are doing, kind of talking about the lab side of, of dentistry. Um, you know, like I said, we work really closely with our, our lab techs. So I love that you guys are kind of opening up the door for other people to see your, the lab side of things. Cause, um, even from a, patient appreciation standpoint i think that's super important so i think it's really cool what you guys are doing well thank you so much uh we had a great conversation with dr megan fru today dr fru i guess if someone wants to get in touch with you what's the best way for them to do that uh they can always call our office uh like i said we're um based out of cincinnati ohio the practice name is fred h peck dds uh, they can also reach us on Instagram. It's Peck and Frew, P-E-C-K and F-R-E-W. Um, I'm I'm the social media manager over there. So if anybody wants to reach out, you can always send me a message. Amazing. I uh, just want to thank Dr. Frew for a great episode. It's always interesting to hear a new perspective. My name is KJ said This has been another great episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at life at newartdental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.